Father God, for being the great I am that I am. God, we thank you, God, for being a provider. You're Jehovah Jireh. God, you are a provider. We thank you for being Jehovah Saloon in this place. God, you are peace. We thank you, God, for being Jehovah Rapha. God, you are a healer in this place. So we thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your resurrection power. God, we thank you, God, that it is finished, God. And everything that we need, God, we thank you that we already have it in him. So we thank you, God, on today in him we move, in him we live, and in him we have our being. Now, Holy Spirit, as the word of God go forth today, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for releasing the power of God. And I thank you for being our teacher, our helper, our comforter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Open your Bibles for me to Numbers. In the book of Numbers on today. God has shown me something dealing with the body of Christ in Numbers 21. And I'm going to look at, we're going to look at verse 5. And we want to honor God's word while the word of God is being read because it is his word, amen. So we give glory and honor and praise to the word of God. Numbers 21 verse 5 and it says, And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loath this light bread. I'm going to say this again. And the speak, people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loath this light bread. I want to talk about on the day, the body of Christ have lost its appetite. The body of Christ have lost his appetite. When the Lord had given me this, I said, Lord, where do you want to go with this? And the Lord said it again. He said, the body of Christ have lost its appetite. When you lose your appetite, you're not hungry. When you lose your appetite, you become weak. When you lose your appetite, you become vulnerable. We have lost our appetite when it comes to the word of God. The body of Christ is not getting into the word the way they need to get into the word. This is why things are coming at you in your life that you can't overcome, that has already been overcome through Jesus because you have lost your appetite when it comes to the word of God. We see these Israelites here. God had bought them out of Egypt. And I'm going to say this. If God bought you out of a place, God is going to take care of you on your journey. Amen. God is not going to save you and lay down his life for you for you just to die. Right. See, this is what we got to understand. God didn't just come to save us and leave us, you know, in situations. When God saved us, he set us free. He delivered us. God rescued us. God healed us. He prospered us. And y'all, I'm going to tell you, I have a spiritual anger on today. And the reason why, because the more you go into the word of God and you allow the word of God to get in you, you see where people are. 
And when you see where people are, you know they don't have to be where they are because they're getting taught better. I'm going to say it again. When you go into the word of God and the word of God get in you, I see this is why when Jesus walked the earth and how Jesus act in different situations, because people don't have to be left like they are. People choose to be left like they are. But these people that God bought out of Egypt, God bought them out of Egypt to save them, to rescue them from bondage. They cried out to God and they wanted to be rescued. So when it was time for them to be rescued, which God promised to rescue them even before they cried out. See, God already had a plan of redemption for them even before they cried out to God. What am I saying to you? That plan of redemption from all of us was paid over 2,000 years ago. And we living like we have not been redeemed. We don't even have people that been redeemed saying so. See, when you know that you have been redeemed, you're going to say so. You're going to live like you've been redeemed. Not only been redeemed, but you're going to live like you've been justified. You're going to live like you're sanctified. You're going to live like you reconciled. So these people that the Israelites, which was God's people, he loved them so much that he brought them out on a journey. And when they come out, God was saying, he said, I cannot even take them in the way of the Philistines. If I take them this way, they will repent. That means they'll have a change of mind and they'll go back from where they came. See, God loved them so much. He said, I'm going to have to take you on a long journey. He said, because you're not even ready for battle yet. See, I want you to understand, some of us are trying to go out and battle, but we have lost our appetite, and you cannot battle without the word. You're trying to defeat some things that's already been defeated, and you're doing it without the word. So God is saying the body of Christ, for real, have lost their appetite. Because when you get into prayer and you're asking God, God, what's happening with the people around us? What's happening to the body of Christ? We got the body of Christ in places they don't supposed to be in. We got people pastoring that don't supposed to be pastoring. We got people with titles of apostle and prophets and evangelists and teachers that don't even supposed to be in that place. They're in that place because people that's unlearned put them in that place because they're saying that's where they need to be. Everything is getting out of order in the body of Christ because the enemy is bringing confusion and people are falling for that lie and that deception because they want to be exalted, but they have lost their appetite. In order for you to be in a place, you have to be in the word. God is not going to put you in a place without you being in the word. You have to be in the word and allow the word to be in you before you take any position because you can't lead nobody. You can't even lead yourself. So this is what they were saying. God was with them. He was a cloud by day. He was a fire by night. So God was right there with his people that no matter what would come, Moses would go to God and God would tell Moses, this is what I need for you to do. And another reason um, that these people were so um, looking at where they were, because they come out of Egypt, but Egypt didn't come out of them. And I want to say this for the body of Christ. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And just because you come out of the world, the world still ain't come out of you. 
People in church got more of the world in them than they got more of the word in them. And you cannot mix the two. You have to get rid of the world. So these people were so infatuated with where they are. And this is why God took them on a long journey. Y'all got to catch this. Some of y'all don't want to go on a journey with God. The journey is through his word. When you go on a journey with God, you will have a hunger for the things of God. Nobody has to tell you when to show up to get the word. You always ready to show up. You ready to be on time. Come on, help me somebody. We want to show up for what we want to do. But when it's things that's concerning the kingdom, we should all show up. Because it's all about who? Him. So God was right there with these people. But it got to the point that this is what they were saying. They were mumbling and they were complaining and they were throwing it off on Moses. They were throwing it off on God. You know, God brought us out here. Moses brought us out here to die in this wilderness. Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? They still were complaining. Come on, some of us that saved, that have accepted Jesus, we complaining. We're mumbling instead of grabbing hold to the word of God. You got to understand, we're going to go through some storms. If you don't go through some storms here on earth, come on, you already heavenly bound. You're going to go through some things, but God ain't going to take you out of them. He's going to help you to go through them. God said, he, he said, cast your cares on me and I will sustain you. That means you're going to go through, but he's going to sustain you and give you the strength to go through. We don't want to go through it. We want him to take us out of it, but that's how God make you. We don't want to be made in the body of Christ. We want to come and go as we please. We want to say what we want to say. But it ain't about you no more. It's about him. You've been crucified. And when you know you've been crucified, your body don't belong to you no more. That's why I know who hunger for the word. Because those that really hunger for the word, you don't have to keep staying on them all the time. You don't have to keep babysitting all the time because they're about their father's business. So these people began to mummer and complain. First of all, what people do, they come against their leaders. They blame the people that's over them. Well, we should be farther along than what we are. I should have stayed where I was and it won't be like it is. Look at your neighbor and say, why are you still here? Oh, God going to light up this church today. He's going to light it up because, see, we come here to root up and tear down. Because if you ain't rooting nothing up, you can't tear it down. People don't like the rooting up part. They want you to come in there and tear stuff up. But you got to get to the root of why things are happening in your life, the way they're happening. Why do you get to the root? So you won't go through the same thing over and over and over again. I don't know about you. I'm tired of the same pattern. I want to change. And the change comes through the word of God. So they began to blame it on their leaders. First of all, it was God. Then they went from God to Moses. Then they said, leave us in Egypt. God is such a good God because, see, that's why some of them died right where they were. Because they didn't want what God was giving them. They had a nerve to say, we have no bread. We have no water. Oh, my goodness. They said, we have the what you have given us. They called it worthless bread, actually. They harbored what God gave them. That means that it made them sick just to think about it. That's what that means. 
It means that they to think of the bread that God was giving them would make them vomit. What am I saying? The church is vomiting because they think that it's more than just the word they need. The church is sick because people think they don't need what gives them life. The bread that gives them life, they didn't want it, y'all. What is God saying? The bread that's giving you life, you won't even get in it until you feel like it. They said, we don't want it no more. This is what God said. This is where the church is. Some people in the church don't want the word. They're just taking a seat. How do I know? Because when you come get the living word, the true word, change is supposed to take place in your life. You don't supposed to go out and want to do the same thing no more. We got people sitting in church, coming to get the truth, and going out and living just like they ain't heard it. Because they're saying, I go to church. So they said, this bread here, it makes me sick. That's what loaf means. This is worthless bread, but the bread that God gave them according to Psalm 78, it was angel food. It was the bread of the almighty. Can you think about this? The bread that God gave them, he didn't get it from anywhere. God rained that bread down from heaven, y'all. This bread was God's bread almighty, meaning that the bread that I'm going to give you to eat is going to help you with this long journey. And the more you eat of this bread, your body is going to have everything that it needs spiritually, physically, emotionally. Come on, somebody. Mentally, it's going to give you peace in the midst of the storm. It's going to give you joy in the midst of sadness. It's going to give you deliverance in the midst of your pain. Come on, this is heaven's bread. And we act like it's nothing. We say it ain't working. I'm speaking it. But it ain't working. The church has lost its appetite. Because you should know that the word always works. Even if you don't do what you're supposed to do, the word always works. So this is what was going on. They said it was worthless bread. This bread was coming from heaven. I want you to grab hold to this. This bread come from heaven, and this bread was representing was yet to come, which was Jesus Christ. This is why Jesus Christ said, I'm the bread that comes from heaven. When you eat of this bread and you drink, he said, that's when you have, y'all don't hear me. See, the bread that you eating from, which is the word of God, that's what gives you eternal life. That's a life that never ends. This word, the word of God is what keeps you. It's what sustains you. It's what helps you to grow. And what do we do? We feel like we don't need it. How do I know? Because if you know what you need, you will always go to it. You wouldn't miss a day of getting in your word. If you knew the importance of your word, you wouldn't miss a day. Your word is like medicine. You are a spiritual being. You can't see yourself as natural. You got to see yourself as spiritual. You got to see yourself connecting to the spirit. And you cannot connect to him without the word. Some of y'all trying to make connection, but you're doing it without the word. And the thing is, 
The Bible said that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Come on. God took on a fleshly body and dwelt among us, which was the word. So everywhere he went, the word done what needed to be done. There was nothing missing. There was nothing broken. So I want you to ask your neighbor, why are you missing stuff in your life? Say, because you choose to. Because if you save, you should have everything that you need. The problem is we don't know what we have because we don't stay in here long enough to know. So God was showing his people, I'm everything that you need. They begin to complain. I want this worthless bread. This is how the church have become. I don't need to come to church. I don't need to be amongst the saints. I'm still saved. But you forgot what the Bible says. Don't forsake. The what? The fellowship. We're supposed to come together. We're supposed to come together with the teaching spirit, ready to hear what the spirit, what the word has to say unto us. Now let's talk about how important this word is that people don't want. Some people are probably saying, well, Pastor, I get it. See, there you go. Just take it. Well, Pastor, I get in my word when I can. Who? I ain't no when you can. Do you go to work when you can? Anybody go to work when you can or you be fired when they can? When you show up, that's when they're going to fire you when they can. When they see you, they're going to give you that, your dismissal papers when they can. I bet you you will show up for work if you don't even wash high and low or brush your teeth. You're going to show up at work. You're going to be there. You're going to be ready to do your job. And if they got changes on your job, even though you don't know how to halfway read, you're going to have the wife or the husband reading you them changes so you can go back into work and do what they said. Because they said, based upon what we do now, this is a change. And you got to learn that change. And some of us say, I don't even know them big words, but you're trying to figure it out. Because you want to get paid. But when it comes to God, oh, well, I get it when I can. Because of his grace, I'm still here. Thank God for grace. Let's talk about why the word is so important. Look at your neighbor. Say, do you have time for this teaching for real? Because, see, the problem in the body of Christ is if we ain't taking time out at home, when we come to church, we really don't, some people really don't want to sit there that long. And the people that sit that long is waiting on the hooping, the hollering, the, the flow rolling and everything else, and they feel like they had a good time. But, see, it goes beyond that. You need the word because when you're walling all over that floor, you better know if it's deliverance or if it's a demon if you really say You got to know the difference. And that's why people that's teaching you the word, they need to know when to cut it off and say, get off that flow. That ain't God. But you got too many people thinking they're having a good time in the house of God. And it's your flesh cutting up. Because you don't know the difference between flesh and spirit. One time I proved it. I brought somebody in here that people were so used to. I said, I want you to do something for me today. I want you to cut up. They start cutting up. People was just all over the place. And he said, I was just playing. They said, oh, no, you weren't playing. You know why? Because they were looking ignorant. 
because of his playing. So they're trying to tell him he wasn't doing something he knew he was doing. Because they wanted people to know, they didn't want people to know they didn't know the difference. That's pride. That need to be rooted up. God will show you where you are if you let him. So the importance of the word, 1 Peter 2.2, go with me there. We talked about this before. Won't God take you back where you've been? Because he'll say, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't through with that yet. Listen at 1 Peter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Listen at this first part. As newborn babes, remember we went over that before. Paul was actually saying that we should desire and crave the word of God just like a baby is craving milk. You know, when a baby get hungry, they cry, y'all. They cry and they cry and they cry. And you in there trying to fix the bottle as hard as you can. And I mean, they lumming up the place. God gave them babies some lungs, didn't he? So once you get that bottle, they stick it in their mouth and they're quiet until the next feeding. Some babies, you have to feed them every, what, two to three hours? Because that milk just go right through them, then they're ready for another bottle. So you got those bottles lined up. So this is what Paul was saying. Peter was saying, he said, you got to desire, crave the word, long the word, just like a newborn baby does. And that way you can grow by the word. Some of us are not growing in the body of Christ because we lost our appetite. And we're going to talk about why we have lost our appetite, but I just have to let you know how good the word is. Even Peter is saying here, in order for you to grow, you got to desire it. You got to crave it. You got to long for it. And I can tell you right now in the body of Christ, we don't have enough cravers. We don't have enough people longing for the word because when you're in that word, there is nothing that you cannot do. By allowing the spirit of the Lord to come upon you to do it. The more you get into that word, the more you get developed. And the more you get developed, the more the spirit begin to move. He is not going to move too much upon people that don't latch hold to this word. You got to have this word in you to even know that the spirit is moving. So then we look at 1 Peter and 2, 2, it says you got to have a longing. You got to have a craving for this food, for the word of God. And then Jesus in John 15, this is what he told his disciples. The word cleanses you. This is how important it is. He said that you have already been clean by the word. Do you know we got some filthy walking sinks? Filthy. You know how I know we got some filthy walking sinks? Because a fence following you. Jealousy following you. All of this stuff is following you because you ain't allowing the word to cleanse you. The word has to cleanse you. This is how Christ cleansed the church. And it says in the Bible, in in, um, Ephesians 5, that we are still are cleansed by the word of God. They had to join to the vine, which is Jesus, where the nourishment was in John 15. As long as you connect it to the word, you have nourishment in every area of your life. The enemy knows this. When you disconnect from the word of God, it's just like a walking dead person. You need your nourishment from the word of God. But what is another reason why? Well, I can't go there yet because I want to talk about how important it is. Then I'm going to go to tell you why we don't have that desire. So we see Jesus say the word cleanse you. So we need the word in order for us to be cleansed. I don't think a person in here want to stink, right? 
If you don't do nothing but wash high and low and wash between your toes, you're going to do that so nobody won't smell you, right? You're going to make sure you do something. And then if you don't do it, people be around you and they're like, something don't smell right. They know something don't smell right. That's how it is as you being a spiritual being. People that are born again, people know how you smell. They know where you've been by what come out of your mouth, by your reaction. People can tell how long you've been in the word by how you speak to people, by how you bow up when somebody asks you something and all of a sudden you say, you don't come up on me like that. That shows that the word ain't in you the way it need to be in you. But then we know we're cleansed by the word. The word gives you direction for your life. This is why the Bible said the word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my path. That means that if you're on a path and there's darkness on that path, when you put um, a, a light, uh, a lamp in front of you with the light, you're going to know where you're going. The word is going to give you light. It's going to give you understanding. The interest of the word gives you light. It gives you understanding. It gives you illumination. You can't even get revelation without the word. People are trying to come up with stuff and say they got it from God, but they're not in the word long enough to get nothing revealed. To make things known unto you. So we see that the word gives you light. The word gives you direction. We know that the word heals because it heals and delivers because I'm giving you the passages that we are familiar with. Psalms 107.20. It says he sent his word. And his word have healed and delivered us from our destruction. It healed us. It delivers us. The word will heal you. The word will deliver you. So tell me why we don't want to get into the word of God when it gives us light, when it gives us instruction. Why do we don't want to get into the word of God? Because we feel like we don't need it. The body of Christ have lost its appetite for the word. So we see that the word gives us understanding. And then we got to understand this. For the word is forever settled in heaven. That means that it don't change. It don't change. Whatever the word say, that's what the word is. It's not going to change. It's not going to fluctuate. It is forever settled in heaven. It is unending. It does not change. So when we see these things concerning the word of God, there's a reason why we don't want to stay in it. The reason why, because we don't know the importance of the word of God. When you know how important the word of God is, that's the first place you will run in your time of trouble. But people are not running there because they have connected to other things. So we see that it gives us life. The word will quicken us. That is Psalm 6, 63. The word will quicken us. It will give us life. The word gives us life and give it to us more abundantly. And that's why the psalmist say, quicken me according to your word. See, David knew in his time of trouble, he needed to hear from God. He needed to hear a word from the Lord. Y'all remember when um, David was running from Saul. And when he was running from him, he went to Philistine's territory. He went over there with them and, you know, trying to help them just to save himself. But in the midst of that, the people got captured. And when they got captured, David come back and they began to turn on David. But what David began to do, he began to seek the Lord. 
And as David began to seek the Lord, even in the midst of his heartache, even in the midst of what he was going through, God told them to, him to pursue after them. See, he needed a word from the Lord. He didn't have time just to be whining and carrying on because the people want to kill David, saying it is your fault that all this has happened. But David didn't look to the people. He looked to the word. And as he looked to the word, God said, go pursue after them and recover all. So when David heard the word from the Lord, that word delivered those people. That word saved those people. See, this is why you can't go outside of the word of God, no matter how you feel. You got to say, God, this is what your word is saying. So David knew the difference concerning the word. And we should know, y'all know this scripture in Numbers, when it says, God is not man, that he should lie. So we got to look at God as being not man. See, we got God and man mixed up. We got God here and we got man here. And we're running more to man than we're running to God. But my Bible tell me, God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. That means God ain't going to change his mind. No matter how tough the situation going to be, God said, that's what I said, and I'm not changing it to make you feel good. That's my word. He said that he's not even the son of man, that he shall repent. He said, have I not said it? And shall I not? Have I not? And shall I not make it good? God said, because I'm God. And then he said, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but my word shall remain. Y'all better grab hold of this. Everything you see is going to pass. But God said, my word will never pass. My word will stay the same when everything else is tore up. God said, you got to stand on what I said. What did I? God said, some of you don't even know what he said because you lost your appetite. When you lose your appetite for God, you don't think you need him. But God meant what he said. God said, my word will not come back to me void. But it will go out and accomplish that which I please. He said, you ain't going to see my word coming back to me and say, well, I'm sorry. He said, that's my word. He said, I created everything by my word. So everything has to operate according to my word. He said, so you got to know that the word is going to work outside of what it looked like. He said, because creation responds to my word. Because I created creation by my word. We have to understand by faith that the worlds were framed by what? The word of God. He's upholding everything by the word of his power. That may not by you. Even when we speak the word, we got a wondering and a doubting in our mind, did it work? That's because we have no relationship with the word. We say, God, ain't nothing changed. It's already changing heavenly places. But it's got to come down here in the natural. When you see it in the spirit, you know that it's done regardless of what natural is doing. We're supernatural, not natural. The word is going to work. He said he's going to send his word. It's not going to come back void, but it's going to accomplish that which he pleased. And it's going to prosper in the thing that he has sent it to do. 
that mean it's going to succeed. The angels even hearken unto the voice of the Lord. They carry his word. And see, that's what we got to understand. The only thing we got to do is speak his word. Paul said that he don't speak what he don't believe. We speak in it, but we don't believe it. And if you ain't believing it, why are you speaking it? Some people say you got to speak it till you believe it. Yes, that's true. But after 20 years, you should be believing something. That tell me there's a stronghold in your life. You shouldn't be in the same place you were last year being lazy when it comes to the word. First thing that you do when you get up, you should be word minded. You should be laying down with it. You should be getting up with it because you know you need it and you can't make it without it. But what do we do? We try to fix it ourselves. Look at your neighbor and say, have you lost your appetite? So this is what we do. When we look at the word also, we see that we are all born again of incorruptible seed. That means that that seed is not contaminated. We are not born of corruptible but incorruptible seed which endures forever. Meaning that when you got born again, it took the word to save you. Jesus is the word. If Jesus didn't lay down his life, the word for you, and rise again, all of us would be dead. But it's because of the word that we live, y'all. We move and have our being, but we look at the word like it's nothing. We look at it like it does nothing. Come on, all of us in this room is guilty of that. I don't care how saved you are. When you tragedy is in your life and you felt like you've done all you can do and things are still looking like they're looking, where are you going to turn, to the word or to man? Most people turn to man and say, hey, what you say about this? But you should have known what God said. What did God say? Ask your neighbor, say, what did he say to you this morning? Get dressed, is that it? Duh, it's more than that. You should know that by now. That's common sense. You ain't going out naked. (laughs) Now, it's different if he say, get up, get dressed. Somebody's getting ready to come to your house, and this is what they're bringing. Word of knowledge. (laughs) God is such a good God. He don't leave us to by ourselves. So we know that the word give us understanding. The word give us direction. The word give us light. The word sustain us. Y'all, the word is our final authority. That's what we live by, the word of God. We cannot do without the word. You need the word, y'all, to live. You are born from above and not from this earth. Your focus should be on things above and not things on the earth. And our problem is we're so focused on things on this earth that we don't hear what God is saying when he's saying it. Because we, when I was sitting here um, while they were singing, the Lord said, we are so full of junk. We got too much junk in our trunk. So we can't hear the spirit when the spirit is speaking. And when we can't hear the spirit when the spirit is speaking, things come upon us. Because we put things before we put God. I'm talking about saved, saved folk. The ones that's been saved for centuries. The ones that's telling people, now look, I'm older than you and I've been saved longer than you. That don't mean you know the word like you're supposed to. Because your life ain't reflecting who you say you are. Come on, we got to line things up. So we know the importance of the word. 
The word is important, y'all. You cannot live without the word as a born-again believer. I don't care how much work you do. Good works. Yes, that's all well and good. But you cannot do what needs to be done outside the word. Because even in your good work, you're going to come upon a demon. You're going to come upon people that don't like you. And you're going to know just where you are and where you've been outside of that word when somebody talking about you when you know you're doing all you can do. But when you have the word in you, you're going to know that ain't that person. That's a spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is going to reveal upon you through discerning of spirits what's going on around you. And he's going to verify it through the word of God. He's going to say, do you remember when the man come up on Jesus? And he was possessed and nobody could tame him, could hold him. But he had legions in him. But he bowed down to Jesus. We should be so infatuated with the word. No matter where we go, we know everything is bowing down. Because the word is coming in on the scene. You should not be afraid when you go places because you know the word is coming in on the scene. The only time you should be afraid when you know you don't supposed to be there and you wasn't sent. But when you have the word in you, God is going to send you to deliver that word. How important is the word? The word is so important that when he came to Mary, a virgin, that knew she hadn't been with a man, he was showing her how powerful the word is. Gabriel delivered the word from God, first to Zechariah. And Zechariah disbelieved what Gabriel was saying. He said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I'm bringing you a word from God and you asking me? Oh, they shut his mouth. God is telling me something today. It's going to be some preacher's mouth shut because they ain't believing it themselves. But Gabriel, he told Zacharias, you will not speak until the day that child is born. Because you would not believe what God said. Check this out. It didn't change what God said. But it done something to Zechariah. He shut Zechariah's mouth. He said, because you will be the one that will mess up. Or change people's way of thinking concerning who God is. So I'm going to have to shut your mouth. But then when he went to Mary, which was a virgin. See, Zechariah, he was sleeping with his wife. But he knew she was barren and couldn't have a child, but he was sleeping with her. But Mary was sleeping with no man. So when Gabriel came to Mary and told Mary, Mary said, how can this be? That was her question. I've never been with a man. He said, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to come in and overshadow you. And then you're going to conceive in your womb. That child and his name is going to be called Jesus, salvation. So look at here. Mary said, be it unto me. Y'all better catch this. According to your word. Mary took her out of the equation. She said, you sent me this word. So be it unto me according to your word. And the moment Mary said it, the Holy Ghost come in and overshadowed Mary. And Mary went to Elizabeth, and as soon as she entered the room, the word was so present. Because Elizabeth said, soon as you spoke, Mary, and that salutation came upon my ear, the baby in my womb began to jump for joy. See, because she was full of him. 
She was full of the word. But I want y'all to understand something. Just because you're full of the word don't mean you won't go through because of what you're full of. That's why he had to deal with who? He had to deal with Joseph next. See, y'all better follow along here. You thinking you ain't going to go through nothing in your marriage? You ain't going to go through nothing with your children? You ain't going to go through nothing on your job? You ain't going to go through stuff health-wise? Yes, we go through, but we overcome us because we know who we are. So Mary, after she spoke to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth began to tell her what the Lord was saying to Mary. Went back home, y'all, and the one she was betrothed to, which is Joseph. Joseph was going to let them stone her. But the Lord told Joseph, what she's carrying in her womb is from me. And God began to protect that word because that word had to be delivered. What am I telling you? How can God protect something that you ain't even carrying? Some people think they're carrying something, but they lose it along the way because they say it ain't working. Give me another word. Well, God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I've been saying that now for two months and I'm still broke. Let me find another one. You ain't believe the first word. How are you going to believe another one? By Jesus Christ, I was healed. Well, evidently that one ain't working. Let me find another because my body's still hurting. I'll go dig up another one. Ain't that what we do? I'm going to add to that one. If you ain't believe the first one, you ain't going to believe the second one. So this is what happened with Mary dealing with the word of God. Let's talk about why have the body of Christ lost its appetite. For one, we feel as if we don't need it and we can do it by ourselves. Say, folks. I don't need the word. People stop it just being saved. I don't need the word. I'm saved. I don't miss hell. I come to church. I pay my tithes. But some people don't even understand why they give. Some people don't even understand why they come in the house of God. So they're thinking, I just don't need the word. I don't need it. But let's go back. Go back with me to, to the book of Numbers where we were. And listen at this. I want to show y'all something. What happens? See, the enemy knows in Numbers 21. Look at the verse above verse 5. Let me tell you. Remember I said that without the word you become weak? And when you're weak, this is how the enemy come in? Look at this. It says that in the last part of verse 4, it says, And the souls of the people were much discouraged because of the way. People lose their appetite for the word because they get discouraged. They had the word right there with them, but through their discouragement, they lost their appetite. They didn't want no more of that bread because it was a long journey. Sometimes when things take a long time to take effect in our life, we lose contact with the word of God. Now, by them saying that they don't want it, guess what happened when you don't take the word of God? And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they bit the people and much people of Israel died. You die spiritually. These people died physically, but what God is saying, when you lose your appetite for the word, you are walking like a dead man. You are walking waiting for sin. Because you don't have the word along the way. And the enemy know if I can keep you out of your word, I got you. Because, see, your word, when you're speaking that word, yes, the blood of Jesus have done everything, but the word, the blood, works together. You have to have the word of God in your life. Go to Numbers, the 11th chapter. Another reason 
dealing with the word of God that we feel like we don't need it and we lose our appetite. It's who you're around. It's who you're hanging with. Verse, chapter 11, verse 5. Check this. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. Look at this, y'all. They had mixed multitude that was with them that was complaining. If you don't separate yourself from worldly folk, you're going to lose your appetite for what you even get in the day. Because you're going right back amongst people that don't believe God, that don't want to hear what you're saying, that's going to try to make you remember where you were when you wasn't saved. Well, you look like you were living better when you wasn't saved. You look like you had more when you wasn't saved. So they're going to make you feel as if you don't need the word of God. They're going to make you look more at the world instead of looking at what God has done. See, we don't want to give up the world. We still want to have one foot in just in case the word don't work. So they were complaining. They were murmuring. And guess what? Israel began to complain. But guess what God said? I'm going to give you what you want. So much of it to it make you sick. As some people began to eat that stuff, God came down and killed them because they didn't want what he had. What am I telling you? Some of us are dying right now, depressed, oppressed, no joy, safe folk, going through worse than the sinner man. When we're supposed to be bringing the sinner man to Christ, we can't even get out the bed. Because our mind is still in the world. See, I'm going to get to the root of this thing. God, he never gave up on us. How do I know? Because he done what he was going to do over 2,000 years ago. Let's quit making excuses, y'all. It ain't God's fault. Let's quit trying to figure it out and know that the word has already worked it out and allow the word to get in us so when things come, the word can come out of us for real and the power of the Holy Ghost can connect to what you're saying and you see instant results. We ain't seeing instant results because we ain't believing. So we see these people, they complain, they mumber. Y'all know what happened, right? Okay, these people died. What am I saying to you? Y'all, we're spiritual people and we're dying. We will melt how we're not getting enough of the word to keep us, to sustain us. So we're slowly dying because we think that we okay because we're looking to other things. We're looking to other people to help us. You got to look to God because man will fail you. After a while, man ain't going to know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. This is what happens with man. They start here with this. Mm-hmm. right here that didn't work well let's try this that didn't work well let's try this that didn't work by the time you get over here and I messed up something over there well now you got to do this we got to do this to fix this well how this get messed up 
Well, this right here said this right here is going to happen. But you told me, this. well, that was your only alternative. Then when nothing don't work, they say, I can't help Then they try to refer you to somebody else that probably know more than they know. Then they go over what they went over. And then they say, well, they done tried all this. Ain't nothing but one more thing that we can try. Then you're happy. Because it's one more thing that they can try. Y'all remember the woman with the issue of blood? That said that she suffered many things by the hands of physicians. But when she heard about Jesus, she kept saying within herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So guess what she did? She ain't had no money. <laughs> they done took all the money. So she ain't have no choice but to take in what she heard. Yo, we don't have to get to that choice. Because if we hear him now, it won't affect us later. We are affected because we ain't taking the word for what it is. Because we're still trying to figure out how to get this to work based on what man. Where do y'all think man get their stuff from? If they ain't saved, they ain't getting it from God. If you're going to go to somebody, find out that they know Jesus. Ask them. Well, who, who, who you serve? What you mean who I serve? Oh, you don't know? <laughs> Where, what, what church you fellowship in? I don't go to church. I don't believe in church. I'm an atheist. Hold it right there. We don't ask none of them questions. You know why? We want a quick fix. Just give me that so I can leave and feel better. Then when it don't work, we'll sit before them all nice and calm. You know when we really turn to God? When man can't do nothing. This is the truth. We really turn to God when man say, I can't help you. And then we try to get real then. I'm just being honest, y'all. Y'all, the reason why I could be honest with you, I done been there and done done it. Been there and done done it. I was the mixed multitude. I was saved one minute. Then I was uh, man-minded the next. Well, let me see what they got to say about this. And if I didn't like what I hear, then I go to God. Well, God, what you say about this? But then if somebody tell me something else, I go right back. Well, uh, I heard about this right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then if I didn't like that, I go back to God. That's double-minded. When you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways. You fluctuate. What am I telling you? No, I'm not telling you don't go to no doctor. I'm telling you when you get word-minded, you're going to know where to go. You're going to know what to do according to this word. But if you're not in your word, I remember Granetti told grandmama, he said, you got to choose today. If you're going to serve man, serve him. But if you're going to serve God, serve God. Grandmother choose to serve God on her deathbed. Grandmama come out that room walking because she made a choice. I'm going to serve God. I trust God with my life. Evidently, grandmama was in the word to say, I trust God with my life. So I'm telling you, we're in a time, y'all, that you better quit trying to go to other means instead of going to the word. Come on, let's quit playing around with the word. We got to know what the word do now. You can't wait till something come up and then say, God, why the word ain't working? Because the word ain't in you the way it need to be in you. That's why. Even though your spirit is full of him, there has to be a connection between your soul and your spirit. There is a disconnection because people have lost their appetite and they're begging God to do stuff, but they ain't made a connection to him. He's right there in you.
So we see that sin blocks the word. Go back to 1 Peter 2 verse 1. Didn't we go over these things last time, dealing with wickedness, dealing with envy, dealing with jealousy? That's going to block your desire for the word of God. Sin will block you. It will keep you from receiving the word of God. You will lose your appetite because you will crave more for sin than you will for the word of God. And I'm going to say this. If you tapped into fornication and you say it ain't too late to tap out of fornication because the more you get into the word of God to know what the word of God is saying against fornication, then you ain't going to want to fornicate no more. But the more you have a desire for fornication is because that's where your mindset is. That's where you want to be at. And that's what you're going to keep going after saved. When you truly save and you making a connection with the word, you ain't going to want what the world want no more. And nobody going to have to keep telling you, don't do this. Don't do that. You're going to know what not to do. You're going to shut those desires down. Why? Because you made a connection with the word. So sin will stop you from making that connection. We talked about no understanding, having no understanding of the word. Persecution, y'all. Being persecuted because of the word. Go to Mark 4. We're talking about these four grounds, these, these grounds. Jesus was teaching this multitude of people. And Jesus knew in this multitude, all of them were not going to follow him. Because they had different grounds. Their hearts were not the same. Even though they were hearing the same word, their hearts were not right. So Jesus knew what was going to happen. Y'all know the first ground was wayside. You know, when a farmer begins to plant, then some of the seed fall by the wayside. It fall in the road. And that means that the fowls come in and eat that seed. See, the devil knew that that didn't even get into the ground. So that was easy for him to come in and take it. Then you have another ground, which is that was sown among the rocks. Now, this is the same seed. The seed is the word of God. We're the sowers of the word. Same seed. Same, he's planting down the same thing, but this is sown among the rocks. Guess what's happening? There was no depth there, meaning that the word could not get into the heart because it was other things. What was the other things dealing with the, um, dealing with the rocks? It says, and have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So we got some people right now today that we, we, we love the Lord. We're telling people we love the Lord. God is this. God is that. But when persecution and affliction come, they fall. Why? Because the word was not deep-rooted in their heart. They fell. Then the ones that's on thorns, y'all know thorns wrap around things. And it looked like they were better off. But guess what happened? It says that the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things enter in and choke the word and it become unfruitful. That means when you are looking at what the world is doing and how the world is doing it, then the word becomes unfruitful in your life and you lose your appetite for it. You don't feel like you need it no more. But the ones that got the word in good ground, they begin to bring forth. You see their fruit. Why? Because they're in the word. They're taking the word for what it is, and they're living according to the word. I have learned. I don't care if people don't like me. Because the life I live is going to speak for me. If I see sin, it's sin. Ain't no other way to call it. 
And if you want to come out of it, I'm here to help you to get it out of your life. But don't get mad at the messenger. Because if you get mad at me, you get mad at God. See, people don't want to be straight up with people when it comes to the word of God. If you living outside of the word and you hanging around that sink, you need to let them know what the word says, but you need to speak truth and love. But these are some things that stop people and they lose their appetite. The appetite that they lose, they don't show up in church anymore. They don't feel like they need to. They put work before church. Oh, it's too far to travel. Oh, I can lay here. I've been working five days a week. I'm taking Saturday and Sunday for myself. You lay in there dying. You need to come fellowship. You need to get the word in because the day that you're really going to need the word, the word ain't going to be in you. And the enemy's going to walk the dog all over you. And you can go to people and people can give you the word, but that ain't going to keep you. Let me tell you why it ain't going to keep you. Because if you don't take the word that you're hearing from them and you don't apply it to your life and meditate over it, it's just like they ain't gave you nothing. You get joy for that moment, but after that moment is over, you go right back to the same thing. It is time, Miracle Temple, for all of us in this room to develop an appetite for the word. And develop that appetite in the word. You have to really get into the word and let the word get in you. And quit trying to tell people what to do and you ain't doing it yourself. The word work. We don't run from the word. We run to the word. And the more you get in the word, God's going to take you from glory to glory to glory. And the higher you get, the more demons you're going to have to fight. But you got to know that the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God. For pulling down these weapons, these strongholds that the enemy is bringing. You have to get in the word. And guess what? I bring this all the time. But it comes a time when you should already know. And you should be living that life like you already know. That you're saying, God, your word don't change. So no matter how I feel or what I've been going through, God, this is what you said. And when you get in relationship with the word, y'all, you ain't going to keep fluctuating. You ain't going to keep saying, God, will you? Or God, why don't you? You're going to say, God, you have already done it. Yet, God, I don't see it in the natural. God, I know it's already done over 2,000 years ago. And that never changed. You don't change your mind because of how I feel. Y'all, it is time to get into the word. Let the word get into you because if you have not lost your appetite, you should be out on the battlefield giving people what the word is saying. You should, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. You come in here to get fed so you can go out there and give them what you're getting so they can see the life that you live in and say, I want that. We got too many people wanting designer things. Wanting nice cars, wanting nice clothes, and trying to figure out a way how to get it, how to save for it, but not spending enough time in this word. Because when you spend time in this word, you wouldn't want those things more than you want the word of God. If you're missing a male or female in your life, get your mind off of not having a man or not having a woman and go into this word of God and say, God, you will always be there for me. You'll never leave me, nor shall you forsake me. Time is now, y'all. We ain't got no more time for playing. It's people dying, another high school, students getting shot up. All of these things are occurring right around us. And we're living just like, hey, 
But don't you know it's right in our neighborhood too? Don't you know the enemy is filling somebody's mind with suicide, with I'll take their life and then I'll take mine? So see, if you in the word and you with God, God will have you to pray. He'll have you to counteract what's yet to come. He'll have you to stand and say, I'm telling you right now, this is what God is saying for this neighborhood. He will send warning right where you are. So the more that you in this word, the more that you can see what God wants you to see. You cannot see outside of this word. It was something that was going on and I began to pray to God and I said, God, this is confusing. I don't know what's going on, but it's bothering me. And I know what's bothering me is bothering you. And you're going to have to tell me what's going on with this thing. And God, and this is what God did. Remember I said, God will take you on a journey to see if you're going to trust him. Sometimes you don't hear anything, but you know, uh uh-uh, God, I'm still at peace, but something is just not right. So I'm waiting on you. I'm not moving. Thing manifesting itself right in front of me. Not a bad thing, but just right in front of me and my husband, I'm saying, Lord, now I'm not moving. I have peace, but something ain't right. And you are all knowing God. And you're the one that said the Holy Spirit will reveal this. So I'm waiting on you, God. Y'all, it was three, four weeks that long. I'm waiting on the Lord. And I'm saying, Lord, you're going to have to reveal this. Lay down one night and the Lord showed it to me. And when he showed it to me, I said, thank you, Lord. That's it. And I was hearing my husband talk to this person, and they were telling me, telling him the exact same thing. That the, I said, hold it. Let me come in there a minute. I said, let me tell you what the Lord showed me. Sure enough, the exact same thing. What am I telling you? Even though you waiting on something, if you trust in God, he ain't going to let you die like that. <laughs> God is not going to do that because you trust in him. He's going to keep you because you trust in him, y'all. When you trust God, God don't fail. No matter what it looked like, no matter what it appeared to be, God would show you what's going on. And he would sometimes use somebody to give it to you. But if you're so caught up in what you believe or what you think it is, you ain't even going to hear what they're saying. What am I saying today? Some of y'all ain't hearing me now because you don't come up with your own conclusion. It's time for us to hear him, to hear what he's saying through the word. And this is why you got to seek him early. You got to seek him before your day began. Some people say, well, I go to work mighty early. Get you five minutes in of seeking the Lord, being still and say, God, here am I. Because when it comes to anything else, we'll wake up, we'll get it done. When it comes to the word, I ain't got time for that. I'm, I'm going back to sleep. This just, 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 oh, another thing God was telling me, people lose their appetite because they say, I'm going back to understanding. I don't understand them these and them thou's. I just can't get in it. I just can't. That's what the devil wants you to say. You have the Holy Spirit to help you with the word. The Holy Spirit will open up the word. He will shed light upon the word. He will give you illumination. This is why before you get into it, you begin to praise him. You begin to worship him and say, open my eyes. Allow me to see the wonderful things out of your law. God, that that I don't know. Thank you for opening up until me today. God, if I read it before, God, I thank you for showing me what I missed the first time. You got to have a longing and a craving and a desire for the word. And you can't desire something that you don't want to get in. If your heart has become hardened towards the word, you ain't going to want it no more. Because you don't think you need it. And the devil got you right where you are for something to happen. 
And then we'll say, why this happened, God? God's been trying to tell you. We need to listen. God is bringing this word to the house today to let you know. It's time for you to develop an appetite for the word of God. Just like you hungry for food. When you get hungry late at night, don't some of us get up and go to that refrigerator, go to that pantry and look around. And you know you're seeing the same thing you saw before, nothing. But you're trying to see what you can get to, to help that appetite, right? So when we wake up like that and we're hungry, the Bible said man don't live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So when you get up and you wake up out of your sleep for something, have your Bible beside you and say, let me open it up in Psalms and see what God is saying to me this morning. Sometimes you don't wake up just for no reason. Sometimes God wake you up and say, pray. Sometimes God wake you up and it'll be a verse of scripture that's right there that he wants you to see. So don't just go to the cupboard. Don't just go to the refrigerator. Go to the word. It said, devil, man, don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So I pray that through this teaching, that people that are in this room will say, God, help me to get into the word more than I'm getting into anything else. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Another thing that helps you to get into it, to y'all. When you get into it, whatever God places you in the church, people will see more of him and not you. That's, that's what helps. People don't see you no more. They see him. So let's get into the word and stay in the word. Amen. Do we have any announcements that we need to announce at this time?